This is the Mindful and Positive Podcast. Most of the reporting on student mental health is negative. We seem to always focus on anxiety, depression, hospitalization rates, or suicide. But this isn't a podcast about all of that. It's about what people are doing in the face of this crisis. This is about resilience, about courage, about strength, and about hope. Every episode, we feature stories about growth and transformation. This is a podcast about flourishing. There are so many positive mental health stories all around us. So many young people are overcoming challenges, doing amazing things, and becoming amazing people. So welcome to the Mindful and Positive Podcast. I'm Meg Frederick. And I'm Jeff Konevsky. I'm a teacher at Shine Mountain High School in Colorado Springs. And now that I'm retired, I have even more time to support students and teachers to infuse their lives with happiness and peace through mindfulness and positivity. Welcome to the Mindful and Positive podcast today. We're going to do something a little bit different. We don't have a guest, but Jeff and I just want to share some thoughts. These challenging and uncertain times can be so difficult on all of us. They can induce a lot of stress and anxiety and... We just want to share with you a few thoughts and ideas of some of the things that we're doing in our lives um, to remain calm and peaceful and, and offer some ideas for acceptance and gratitude during this time. Meg, I, I like that introduction, but you did reference that we are remaining calm and peaceful. And I just found this is such a difficult time with so much uncertainty. Um, this was going to be the time, when I'm getting to August, where we were going to return back to normalcy. When school shut down in the spring, it was like, can we make it to August? We'll come back to school. It will be normal. We'll have college football. And now it just seems that's not necessarily going to be the case. Um, I'll back up even further than that. I remember when school closed on March the 13th, on Friday, March the 13th, I might add. And we were just going to have an extended two-week spring break. And everything was going to be okay. And we were all really pretty excited for a nice long spring break. And here we are. Here we are. We're not sure. Every day we open our emails and look at our inboxes and listen to the news. Um, there's something new. Something that, that, that causes us to be so unsettled. Yeah, I mean, this, this idea of returning to normalcy, getting through, getting through the, the summer, the school year had an ending. And there, there was so much comfort in realizing that this was going to end and then the next school year was going to be a beginning. And I think, you know, at least for me, one of the challenges is realizing and accepting, I can't, I can't control what the fall is going to look like. Every email I get is a, a new plan or someone else's concern about the future. And I, I think it's just critically important that we remember that I, and, and, and understand this idea that I can't control the future. I don't know what's going to happen in the fall. And I think that can be such a challenge because our, our brains are wired. You know, we have what Paul, uh, what Martin Seligman calls, you know, bad weather brains, brains that are concerned constantly about the future. What is the future going to look like? Um, and, and right now we, we simply don't know. I mean, we've never known, but right now more than ever, we're just kind of, we're just kind of nestled in this uncertainty. You know, and I think our brains do live in uncertainty constantly right now. Every, I mean, and, and the uncertainty is not just something that, that changes every few days, which I think is very normal in our lives, 
but the uncertainty is moment by moment. And I'm, I think one thing I want to offer our listeners today is that that the un, the opposite of our uncertainty is really just being present in this moment. How do we find some certainty for our brains, for ourselves, for our families, for our loved ones in this very moment? Because I think that's all we have right now is one moment at a time. Yeah, that is that is a great point. When we look at this rise of increase, when we look at this increase in anxiety and depression, what we know about anxiety and depression is that they are disorders of the future, right? They are just, we, there's rumination on what the future is going to look like. And you mentioned um, this idea that, that ultimately the opposite of uncertainty is presence. And I, we've heard from a lot of our guests who've talked about going to grounding in uncertain times. I think this would be a great time to talk about grounding and how we can use grounding to really embrace this moment, this idea that we can't fix the future. We can't determine the future. But what we can find is comfort and peace in each breath, in each single moment. And grounding is a technique that is used when we catch ourselves ruminating about the future, when we catch ourselves thinking about things we can't control. Grounding is a technique that can bring us back to this moment. And, and I, I think I would add there too, grounding is about accepting how we feel right now, not judging how we feel, not dismissing how we feel. It's not a resignation, but it's just an acceptance of this moment. So I think one of the things that we want to encourage our listeners who might be experiencing the same uncertainty, I imagine most of you are, is take an opportunity the next time you catch yourself ruminating about the future or perseverating on the future. And really just find an opportunity to say, okay, I'm, I'm concerned about what's going to happen in the fall or, or in the winter. Uh, what am I going to do with my children? What, what about my job? And catch that perseveration and realize and take a moment to really connect with the earth, with your feet on the floor, with your butt in the chair, with your arms on a desk, standing, whatever you're doing, and, and really just kind of connecting to the earth. And, and this realization that the earth is supporting all of us. And we can take a, a few moments and slow down that perseveration in each single breath and realizing, okay, I can't control the future, but I am safe right now in this moment, in this breath. You know, and I think, and like you say, this grounding, we can do this 10 times a day for a minute or, or two minutes or just step outside in the backyard. Most people, you know, not being at the office and not rushing around in their cars and meeting to meeting to meeting. We, we have a lot of time to be alone um, in our own little space. And I want to go back real quick and, and just kind of maybe explain mindfulness in a different way. So mindfulness is a technique that will help utilize our senses to bring us back in this moment. The beauty of mindfulness is we are constantly being gifts of new moments that we have the opportunity to engage in. And so we can use our senses, our sight, our sound, smell, touch, to uh, listening, which will, which will bring us back to, to memories. We can use our senses um, to really engage in this moment. And it will slow down that fight or flight response. And it will, it will slow down that brain ruminating about the future and allow us to, to bring us back right here, right now, in this moment. And it's a, it's a simple technique and a very effective technique. You can do it sitting in a chair, you can do it standing, you can do it on a walk, but can you just feel your feet on the floor? 
in this moment, right here, right now, can you pay attention to one breath, one entire breath, and really feel your feet on the floor and connect back here to this place? Because we can't solve the problems in the future. I don't know what's going to happen this fall. But what I can do is to take a moment right now and to remind myself, I'm safe, I'm okay, and I'm going to cut myself a little slack. Uh, and, and to realize that, you know, I'm going to do the best I can today. Um, it might not be what a year ago looked like, but I'm going to get through today as best I can and, and tackle the challenges that arise in the future. You know, I love that about mindfulness. And, you know, we've reminded people many times that mindfulness is seeing the world hearing the world, tasting the world, touching the world, listening to the world through the eyes of a child. And I'm fortunate to spend a lot of time with my four grandchildren. And yesterday we were out in the yard and they were collecting leaves and looking at the different colors of the leaves and, and appreciating the leaves. And, and I thought, I don't even look at the leaves anymore. And we got to noticing all the different colors of leaves and shapes of leaves. That's mindfulness. It's, it's, being so very present to the beauty all around us each and every moment. When people oftentimes will talk about mindfulness trying to make us happy and forcing that on. That's not necessarily the case. Mindfulness is being present with all of our thoughts, the good, the bad, the in-between, mm-hmm. and really, rec- really, really recognizing, I have some concerns. My life is not what it is normally at this point, and I'm going to go ahead and embrace that, uh, and I'm going to recognize that. And when we acknowledge some of these negative thoughts, they will they will lose power. And another thing I want to I want to talk about just briefly is the idea of journaling. Uh, I love to do some writing, and just briefly, it, it doesn't have to take a whole lot of time, but I. I actually have a planner that I journal in, so it's in the car with me. Sometimes I stop and just want to jot a few things down when I'm driving, but um, I keep my journals around the house and in my office. But I think journaling is really critical at this point in time because what I've noticed is, is such a shift in my gratitude. It's, it's my gratitude journal, but it's also my, my self-care and, and my care for others journal and just, just my thoughts. So a couple of things that I would offer... Um, through my journaling, I, I'm able to sort of change the narrative of this time of COVID and, and this time of uncertainty. I, I jot down my gratitude each day. What are some things that I'm really grateful for in this very moment? Um, and that can be something as simple as, you know, the tomatoes growing outside in my garden that I get to spend a lot more time with now because I'm not running around busy as I used to be or, or being able to just take a really nice walk in the morning. I'm spending time with my children and my grandchildren and, and people that I love. And I write down just those very particular moments. I try to be very specific. And and I might add here too, I think this is also a time when we feel as though we might lack real purpose and meaning. We've lost our jobs. We've, we've lost our place where we receive a lot of um, accolades and kudos for our hard work. And, and we're not getting that if, if we're working people or... We're not able to go out and do our volunteering as we used to. So I think it's also critical to, to journal about and think about where, what can I do in my world today that will bring some meaning and purpose to my life, whatever that might be. It might just be reaching out to a friend that you know is hurting or 
dropping off a donation somewhere where you know that people need something, whatever it might be, we're looking. I think there's numerous opportunities where we can find some meaning and purpose and to jot those down. And just a couple more that I do, I, I really like to also jot down what is, what is, and we talked about this a bit more or a little bit earlier, how do I take care of myself today? Do I exercise? Do I go for a walk? Do I work in my garden? Um, do I meet a friend? Um, what is it? Because I think it's critical in these moments, in all moments, but particularly now, to really find time to take care of myself, to carve out those moments in the day um, where we intentionally take care of ourselves. So I think journaling is also a great way to um, ground ourselves in this present moment and to really think about um, the beauty. And sometimes it's the tough, raw, hard beauty right now um, that we jot down, but to find ourselves um, in, in places of real gratitude. And I think you can do this with your children at home. Have them write some things down, draw a picture of what really um, brings them joy today. These are, these are great ways to take care of our take care of ourselves, take care of our mental health. Journaling is this great opportunity to help us connect our thoughts and our behavior. So the next time you find your mind wandering and ruminating about the future, take a moment and jot it down. What are you noticing as your mind starts to wander? What are you thinking about? What are your concerns? When you can write them down and identify them, we can oftentimes find a little more space between them. Hey, this is James. I'm the producer of the podcast, and I'm just jumping in real quick here to share two pieces of listener feedback we've gotten. As we've said before, we would love to hear from you. Any feedback, advice, maybe you've done one of the practices that Meg and Jeff have talked about and want to tell us how it went. Anything that's on your mind, we would love to hear. Here is some listener feedback we got from Beth Harrison. She says, as a retired teacher, I wish this mindfulness and positive podcast was available to my students, and more importantly, to their parents. The social landscape of adolescence has changed drastically, and many times students feel helpless as to how to cope. Parents struggle with how to help them. This podcast specifically gives our students, our future leaders, the tools to control what they can control and to find peace and happiness in their relationships. Teachers, too, will benefit from the wisdom of Meg and Jeff as they provide hands-on, practical advice on the best ways to teach students how to live stress-free and joy-filled lives. Thanks, Beth. This next email comes from Michelle Nelson. She says, Dear Meg and Jeff, Meg Frederick, you have been helping teens for more years than either one of us probably wants to admit. As an educator of adults and kiddos that learn differently, and as a parent of kiddos that learn differently, I have seen firsthand the adversity these kids and adults face. We all have issues on this sometimes messy earth, and each one of us is so perfectly made. Because of our uniqueness, there is not one cookie-cutter way that works for every student. It takes outside-of-the-box thinking and a whole lot of listening on the part of parents and educators. Bringing light to our differences and our weaknesses paves the way for us to shine a light on our strengths. No doubt we all have a purpose and a message we were meant to share. Thank you, Meg and Jeff, for being the educators that listen and think outside the box. Thank you, Michelle, for your message. Again, we would love to hear from any of you. Just email us at mindfulandpositive at gmail.com. 
just want to thank you for spending some time with us today. Hopefully some of our thoughts, our concerns, our uncertainties um, resonate with you. And hopefully you can use some grounding or journaling techniques for yourself, with your family, with the people you love to embrace this time, to cherish this time, and to allow this to be a time that you become your best self and grateful for the moments that we're all in together on this. 